Welcome to Lottery Dreams and Fortune. My name is Timothy Schultz. Thank you so much for listening. This is a podcast interview with Brooke Trafton, who found the one ring card and sold it to Post Malone. We will put a link to the YouTube channel if you want to watch this interview in its entirety. But without further ado, let's get to the interview. So I am so excited to welcome Brooke Trafton to the program today. He actually came across this extremely rare card. It's from the Magic the Gathering. It's the One Ring card. His story is incredible. I'm so excited to welcome Brooke Trafton here to the program. Brooke, how are you? I'm, I'm terrific. Thanks, Timothy. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time. So your story is really amazing, and it's right on par with winning the lottery. It's not exactly the lottery, but it's on par with that. This card that you came across is extremely rare. What is this card that you found? I found um, a one-of-one ring from Magic the Gathering. They made a Lord of the Rings set in in like honor of the actual Lord of the Rings. They made a one ring to rule them all, and it was stamped one-of-one, one, and I was the one that found it. It's the only card in existence of this type. So this is, correct me if I'm wrong, but I was reading this, that it's from J.R.R. Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings series. That's what it's based off of from this Magic the Gathering. This is the only card in existence. Do you collect these? How did you come across this? Um, So, you know, I've, I've played Magic since I was a kid. Um, I stopped a bit during university and I got back into it a couple of years ago and they announced that they were going to do a collaboration with the, the IG properties of Lord of the Rings. And, you know, I was super stoked about that. So as they got closer to releasing it, they announced that they were going to have not only just like the one of one ring first, it was, um, in the story, there's rings for the elves, the dwarves, the the humans. So they had serialized rings for, I think it was like 300 for the dwarves, 700 for the elves, and so on and so forth. And then they announced, and they, they showcased this, it was a one of one ring to rule them all. So they printed one ring, it had um, like different artwork, it was all printed in elvish, like they they put a lot of time and effort into it to making it like distinct from any other card that they made. <laughs> and, and you found this and sold it for, well, it was worth, you know, around 2 million, which is amazing. Yeah. And you eventually sold it to musician who's very well known and famous post Malone. And we want to get into that in a little bit, but when you first discovered that you found this card can you walk me through the emotions and what you were feeling and what, what that was like to find it? <laughs> it was, it was insane. First of all, um, as soon as like, and it was weird too, because it, it's a rare card. And normally when you open a pack, like the rares are at the back of the, the back of the pack. And I was kind of like going through them really quickly. And it was the fourth card in there. So I went past it at first and I'm like, this one kind of looks weird. So then I went back and I seen it and I seen the one of one and on the little text, it says one of one. And instantly I knew like what, what I was holding in my hand. And 
you know, I already knew about the bounties out there. There, there was one in um, Buffalo. David Adams had a million dollar bounty. So instantly, I knew. I'm like, this is this is like, this is like winning the lottery. Like, uh, this is the golden ticket in my hand. So, I instantly, like, I put it down to take a picture of it. I grabbed a sleeve. I put it in a sleeve. And within minutes, like, I, I took that video that's, you know, posted everywhere with my hand shaking. And I I was so full of adrenaline and, and just, it, it was so crazy. I almost passed out. Like, my heart was racing. I, I like, I, I don't know how to describe it. It was just, I knew. I knew, like, my life was going to change and, and it, was, it was something special. And that's then... Right. Probably 10 minutes later, I went to disbelief. I'm like, there's no way this could be real. There's no way, like, like someone's playing a prank or something. So I actually called the store that I bought it from. And I said, you know, hey, I pulled the ring. I just want to authenticate it. And the guy hung up on me. (laughs) He didn't believe me. (laughs) I ended up calling him back, getting info for his manager, like emails and stuff so I could send pictures. But, you know, like, because it was the first day. Like, I went as soon as the store opened. Like, it was the Friday. And technically, it was a week early because it was the pre-release week. Mm. So, you know, I didn't even think it was possible. And, you know, I was the first one in the store I bought, you know, and uh, I picked up my pre-release or uh, my pre-order and then I bought two more boxes. I came home and I opened it in one of the one, one of the extra boxes that I bought. And like for it to be within hours of it releasing to open that card, it was just like, I'm like, there's no way. There's this, this has got to be like a dream or a joke or something. It's crazy. Oh, oh my oh. gosh. That's, that is amazing. And as you mentioned, there were bounties out there, companies or perhaps people, I don't know, but there were bounties. If this card was found that one company was willing to pay over a million and another right. I saw was, I believe 2 million and a trip to, uh, oh, the, to Brazil or something? Yeah, yeah so, <laughs> two million euros. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a mate. Ama- even some um, like popular like sports players, like Cassius Marsh, a former M- NFL player, he had a five hundred thousand dollar bounty. I remember following it, like like probably a month before it released, and it started small. It was like ten thousand, and then someone else would put twenty, and then. It just gradually went up. I remember watching Cassius's TikTok, and originally I think it was fifteen, and then it go up to a hundred, and then I'm like, "Holy jeez! Like, like this is crazy! Like, <laughs> it's just wild." That that is wild, and you alluded to it earlier. But when you found the card, you started recording with your. Yeah. I think I assume it was your camera, but you made this video on TikTok that went extremely viral. So, what was happening with that? Your hand was shaking. It was like I had like literally the phone in my hand and I was holding it at the same time. And I knew like if this is real, I have to put it away somewhere safe. But I need to take proof because no one's going to believe that this this is the card. So, you know, I videotaped the front and the back and then the front again. And, 
you know, I took some other pictures and stuff too. I haven't really posted them anywhere, but I'm like, I have to, I have to videotape it or, or record it somehow and then put it somewhere safe that no one else can see it. So within, I want to say within an hour, I found like a bank that would take me right. Like, cause most places you have to make an appointment. So I was calling bank and after bank after bank. And I'm like, I, I need to get there like right away. Like I'm going to take an Uber to you and I need to put something in a box, <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. So within an hour I put it in the safety deposit box. Where was it before then? It was, I was just in my, my apartment, literally sitting right here. Oh, what about so right here? Did you and, you ha- and, mm-hmm. and where and was the literally? Car? So it was in my hand. Okay. I sorry, this is weird. I yeah. my first picture was right on here on this table. Okay. And then I wanted better light, so I came into my kitchen where my balcony is, and it's literally this is where the the video was taken. Oh, like wow. this is where my hands were shaking. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> Oh yeah, wow. I was home alone, and I like it was just me and my cat. Wow! So your yeah. cat, so your cat knew about it, but what about anybody else? <laughs> because the person at the store hung up on you. <laughs> so again, in that disbelief, I sent it to a few of my friends that are into magic, and I'm like, "Is is this like? Am I crazy? Like, did, is this the card?" And um. So it was like my cousin, a few friends from work, like my best friend from back home. And uh, it was funny. My cousin was actually in a card store and he was like kind of new to magic at the time, like or like kind of getting back into it. So um, he kind of showed the store owner and the store owner started freaking out. He's like, who is that? Like, call him, tell him, tell him to come here and this and that. And and. So, like, that confirmed everything in my head. I'm like, okay, this card store owner, you know. I met him eventually, really nice guy. Um, I think it was Maximum Cards and Whitby. But, so, you know, from from that point, I'm like, okay, like, this is legit. And then I reached out to Dave and Adams. Um, they eventually called me back. Like, at first, same thing with them. Like, I got someone who, you know, was like, okay, it's like the first day. This isn't real. And I'm like, just, I just need an email like just give me an email i'm gonna send some pictures and video and um probably about five o'clock that afternoon i had a conference call with dave and adams Hmm. they verified everything not not like there's no real way to verify it unless it's like authenticated or graded and like that's what we did eventually Mm -hmm. but when they saw the pictures, they're like, okay, like if you can come to us and get it, uh, I forget where they wanted to go. I think it was the East coast near New York or something like that to go to, I think it was Beckett to go get it graded. But at that time I didn't have my passport and I was like, I I can't really make it to you right away. And what's um, that mean? What's that mean to get it graded? So, um, Typically with cards, like especially um, a big thing is like Pokemon will get get it graded. You send it out to a company and they determine how perfect it is, like if there's nicks or cuts or Mm. dents. And they also authenticate whether it's real or not because, you know, some cards out there are very expensive. Even without this one, Mm. you know, like sports cards, there's even other magic cards um, that are worth quite a bit. 
So they, you know, there's fakes out there too. So they authenticate that the authenticity of the card as well. Hmm. And um, yeah, so I spoke to them and they they even said, because they only had the million dollar bounty. And in my head, I'm like, okay, this is the easiest way. I just, you know, go to Buffalo and come back and that's it. And, um, you know, I spoke to them and, you know, they asked about me and, you know, I told them I'm just a retail worker, you know, I, I live paycheck to paycheck, this and that. And they, they full out said to me, if you can, like, we know there's other bounties out there. If you can find something better, then take it. Like, we'll still be here if you can't find anything. But, you know, like, if if you can go out to Brazil and get 2 million euro, go do, go do that. Like, we, we really want the best for you. And so they were they were fantastic. And that was the first day. So, like, in my head, I'm like, oh, my Lord, like, this is this is legit. Um, my cousin who, you know, was at the card store and showed the guy, he said to me, he's like, you probably need a lawyer. Like, you know, Dave and Adams probably has a lawyer. It's probably smart for you to get one too. Um, he helped me find, uh, my lawyer, Jessica, like literally the next day. Um, (laughs) and it's random too. So I'm reaching out to this, you know, professional lady and I, I'm saying, Hey, um, here's a picture and here's a website. I, this thing's worth a million dollars and I, I need your help with it. And, you know, most people, like in my mind, if I saw that, I'd be like, no, this is crazy. But she just full on, yep, no problem. I'll help you out. Uh, that same day, she, you know, reached out to Dave and Adams. Like it was, it was quick. And so, you know, they had the same conversation. If you can find more, like, you know, go for it, you know, see, see if there's something else out there. So then, my lawyer, Jessica, introduced me uh, to Carly Posner. She's um, with the Notable Group. Mm. And essentially, they're a PR team. And we had a meeting, and she's like, I can I can help you sell the card. Like, you know, I know people in the industry and, and people that would probably better mm. procure, you know, something better for you. So we had our first meeting, and, you know, they sat me down. They had, like, a whole PowerPoint presentation, and... Um, the one question was, you know, what, what is your goal? Like, what do you want to see out of this? And even before like the, the set release, before I had the card, before I even bought any boxes, you know, I was saying to my friends, like whoever gets this card, they should probably see if Post Malone wants it, like try and sell it to him because like, that was your he, initial he thought. an average fan mm. and, and. You know, he bought like the first most expensive card in Magic. I think it was eight hundred thousand dollars for a card that he bought like two years ago or three years ago. So I was telling all my friends, I'm like, how wild would that be? If you got it, like you'd have to try and reach out to Post Malone and this and that. So when when we had the meeting with Carly, you know, I told her, I'm like, you know, my my hopes and dreams are just to sell it to Post Malone. Like even if I just get to go to a concert to see him, like that'd be great. And they're like, oh, you know, that's awesome, you know, but we got to think realistically, like, you know, is that going to be a possibility? Plus, you know, this is something that's going to change your life. So, you know, try and figure out something that is going to secure this. Like, we know that this is a million dollars at Dave and Adams that you can fall back on. But, you know, this is something that could change your life even more. So, you know, we, we worked on it for... I think what it would have been almost a full month because I found it in June and sold it in July. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So, did you ever consider keeping it? Because you were a collector. Did that ever cross I, your mind, or did you initially think, I, this is gold right here, I have to sell this? What, what was honestly, going through your mind? Honestly, any collector who held that card in their hand, like, they they did such a good job with making it. Like if, if you're a fan of magic and, and if you're a fan of Lord of the Rings, like it, it's perfect. Like you don't want to let it go. You know, like, um, my one friend that helped me and he drove me to the airport. Um, you know, he, I'm like, okay, like I have it with me. Like, we're going to take some pictures. I'm going to hold it on my phone until everything's released. So I'll give you the pictures. So, um, we, <laughs> He, uh, I see him when I come back and he, he, he's like, honestly, that day when, when I got to help hold the card, I went to work and I sat in my car for half an hour and I was late for work. (laughs) He's like, it was just that, that amazing to like, see that and hold that in your hand kind of thing. So a lot, like a big part of me wanted to keep it for sure. But I, I knew you know, just even with David Adams bounty, like that's something that's going to drastically change my life. You know, it, it, it I, I'm a retail worker. I, I work, I live paycheck to paycheck. So, you know, it'd be, it'd be stupid for me not, not to follow that. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. And a, a card worth that much, you know, I believe it was sold for around 2 million, but, and I want to get into selling it to post, Malone and how this changed your life. But before we get to that, before you even turned it in, before like backing up just a little bit, how nervous were you when you had this card after you made this video, your hand was shaking before you put it in the safe? How nerve wracking was that to have this single piece of (laughs) this card worth so much money? Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lottery, Dreams, and Fortune. My name is Timothy Schultz. I am so grateful for you for listening. Now, if you want to watch this podcast on YouTube, I will put a link to the playlist for this podcast below, as well as a link to this specific video. Let me know in the comments below the video what you think of this interview. I love checking out your comments. As always, thank you so much for listening. Now, let's get back to the episode. I wasn't too nervous, like, on the way to the bank, because I knew, like, no, no, well, first of all, like, the people who are looking for it don't even believe me, so I, you know, it, no one's gonna be like, oh, hey, look, that guy with the backpack, that, he, that, he's probably got it, so I knew full well, like, I was safe, I went to the bank, even, like, my mind, too, was, like, if the bank teller's, like, some young kid that's into magic cards and he knows. So, luckily, I got, like, this really old lady, really sweet girl. She was, like, probably someone's grandma. And we go into the safety deposit box area, and I'm, I'm holding this thing up. And she goes, oh, what's that? And I'm like, oh, it's it's just a card. She's like, oh, is that Lord of the Rings? And I'm like, oh, you know Lord of the Rings? She's just like, oh, that's really cool. And I'm like... I even like told her, I'm like, this guy, like in my mind, I'm like, this is safe to kind of like say it to her. Right. Cause she's under contract too, whatever. I'm like, um, I'm like, this is worth a lot of money. I'm going to try and sell it to post. <laughs> she's like, Oh really? She's like, I don't know who that is, but that's amazing. <laughs> I'm like, this is perfect. So 
you know, going to the safety deposit box, like I, I didn't have an issue. It was after that. So like every time, like I'd have to go either like, like I remember I had to go back and take more better pictures with it. Or um, we eventually went to go get it authenticated and graded. And that was like scary on itself. So um, again, I didn't have my passport. And everyone who wanted to buy it wanted to make sure it was real first. So, um, you know, in the process of that, we went through PSA, which is, um, uh, I forget what the P stands for, but service authenticators, but they're out in California. Hmm. And um, they set me up with like a, like a security, um, like a, basically like an off-duty cop. And I remember going downtown Toronto to, to follow you around? No, to, I'm going to hand it to this person and he's going to go because I don't have my passport. Oh. I'm going to send someone else. The only other way was to do, um, oh, I forget what it's called, but like hire brinks, but I didn't have the money for that. right? So I had just enough to hire, hire this personal security guy to take it, go to California and come back. And I remember going downtown Toronto it was like in the middle of a storm, it's raining and I'm standing there with Jessica and I see this guy come out of the alley and he's just wearing street clothes, you know, and she's like, Oh, there's the guy. And I'm like, that's the guy. Like I'm going to hand this card and trust this random stranger who looks like he just came out from behind the alley. She's like, no, no, I trust him. I'm like, okay. Okay. So yeah, I hand it to him. And it took about three days. So he left the next morning and he came back. Um, so I, I handed it to him on the Tuesday. He got there on the Wednesday. He came back Wednesday night, came back Thursday morning. And I, as soon as he got there, I, I felt safe about it. You know, mm. um, when he got to the airport, they told me that um, a representative from the PSA accompanied him from, from Toronto. So I was like relieved. I'm like, okay, it's not just like some random guy by himself on a plane. And then, you know, they did the process and on the way back, I'm getting messages from him. And he's like, I think um, Brad from the PSA is like following me to try and see who you are. Right. Cause like I, I'd remained anonymous for the most part. So once I got Carly, like she dealt with everything so I can kind of keep my name out of it. And um, so I'm going to Pearson, going to go pick this up and I'm waiting, you know, at the terminal. And I said to uh, the security guy, I'm like, hey, just just meet me in the washroom and we'll exchange it in the washroom. So here I am at an international airport. I'm in this washroom by myself and I'm washing my hands for like 30 seconds, a minute, waiting for him to come in. He comes in, I give him the wink, and he gives me the nod. He checks out, makes sure no one else is there. And he, like, pulls it out from underneath his shirt. And he's like, okay, quick, open it up. I got to take a picture that I gave it back to you. And then conceal it and let's go. So, like, it felt like a movie. And so, like, take a picture, put it under my shirt, and, like, walk out of there. I'm wearing, like, a sweater in the middle of, of July. In the uh, middle, yeah, it was July. I'm wearing a sweater and, like, a hat and stuff so no one can, like, you know, like, incognito. It was wild. It's just wow. Wild. That is, like, some real-life James Bond stuff or, oh, you know, yeah. from a 
from a movie. Did you, you mentioned that you wanted to remain anonymous. Was that, was that just initially how, what were your thoughts with that? It was, it was just initially until I sold the cart because like realistically, like anyone could, you know, find out who it is. They like, there's people that know how much it's worth at this point. And once um, we got it authenticated, like it would have to be announced that it was found. So mm. I'm like, okay, like I don't want anyone to know that I have it. And I found like the more that like time went on, like even just like those couple people that I told. And like, like I said, my cousin instantly, he went to the card store, store owner. So there's another person that was told. And then, um, you know, one of my friends, like he told one of his friends and then same with my other friend. And I'm like, okay, like no more, like I have to keep every secret to myself. Like I'm not telling anyone anything anymore. Like it, it's just going to get way out of control until like I finally sell it. And like, we even had those conversations They're like, do you want to remain completely anonymous? Do you want like mm-hmm. this or that? Mm-hmm. And at first it, I, I didn't want to even announce my name, mm-hmm. but then like, afterwards i'm like you know what like this is kind of like a good story it 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 has like you know i I know a lot of people that you know were in my position you know working paycheck to paycheck you know and to have this kind of like willy wonka kind of thing happen like it, it brings people joy so i'm like you know what like just announce it especially how it ended up in the end you know selling it to post malone and and you know filling out a dream so Again, at first, I wasn't going to say, like, I was going to remain anonymous. But then the way it ended up, I'm like, okay, like, you know, people need to know this. Like, it's it's really cool. It is really cool. You mentioned the Willy Wonka <laughs> comparison. And it is sort of similar. I read an article where you said, you mentioned that you felt that this was crazier than winning the lottery. The odds of finding this card were actually, according to the Wall Street Journal, were below 0.00003%. Now, in retrospect, how does that feel to have your life seemingly turned on its head like that? It's it's crazy. Like, just, you know, knowing the statistics about it, knowing, like, just the sheer amount of luck that had to go into it. Um, like I'm a good numbers guy. So like I, I worked out the percentage and I'm like, this is crazy. On top of that, um, I went to Vegas for magic card convention. I met the owner of the store that I purchased it from. And we were talking and he's like, honestly, like us in our store, we were looking for it too. So they bought like a thousand cases. They opened up half, half, like 50%. So I said, you literally flipped a coin and lost. Like, it was there. Like, it was in... He's like, it just boggles my mind how, how how crazy that was. And even for me, like... <laughs> I was supposed to work that day. Like, I called in sick and went to the store. Because, like... You know, I had... My mom recently passed during that time. And, you know, some other events happened and I was like, you know, I wasn't in a good place. I was pretty depressed. So I woke up that day. I was, I was sad and 
like, you know, I, I'm not feeling like going to work and being basically a part of society and retail. And, you know, I remember like I was seeing a therapist at the time and she said, you know, um, the, the body creates happiness. Like it's the oxytocin in your body that, mm. you know, creates that feeling. But, you know, you have to do things to entice it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to go pick up my pre-release and, you know, if they have extra boxes, I'm going to buy some extra ones. Because at this point, everything was sold out. Like, you couldn't pre-order it anywhere. Like, everything, like, the day before, it was, like, you couldn't find it anywhere. So, um, I went to the store. I'm like, hey, do you have anything extra? They're like, oh, yeah, we just opened one case. Like, we're going to sell some of it, but keep some of it. And literally, it was that case they just opened up. Like, like it's just wow. wild. They, they could have kept it. Like, it wasn't for sale beforehand. And then they're like, you know what? We'll sell some of it. And, yeah. How many wild. did you... That is that is so wild. How many did you purchase? So, I had um, the one pre-ordered, and I bought two more boxes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That is amazing. So, you were inspired to play because you were seeking something that would make correct me if I'm wrong, but you were seeking something that just to make you happy and have a happier day. And, and uh, it turned out pretty good. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> did you, did you ever imagine that day or prior to that, that you might come across this card or something like this? Not even close. Not even close. Like, I, you know, I've opened um, a lot of packs of Magic cards, and I've never, like, because they've done serialized before, and I've never opened a serialized card. I still haven't opened one since. So it was like, in my mind, I'm like, I'm not even going to get one of these. I might get something cool, but but definitely not, like, a serialized ring card, let alone the one of one. Like, mm. like it's, it's just insane. It, and it is insane. And serialized, by serialized, you mean that there are a limited number of printed cards of that type? Yeah. So mm -hmm. even, so the one of one has like a gold stamp on it. It's 001 slash 001. So it's literally stamped with one of one on it. Um, like I was talking about before, there was like the the human, the dwarf, and the elven rings. Those ones have like numbered stamps of um, like one of three hundred. Um, the the other ones are seven hundred and five hundred apiece. So even like in my mind, I'm like it'd be cool if I even seen one of those. Let alone like a one of one. Yeah. Mm. Oh my gosh, that <laughs> that is <laughs> amazing. And I read that you had mentioned that this was a lifelong a lifelong dream come true what what do you mean by that well i mean like to for for me to not only do that with magic but to like meet someone like post malone and, and hang out and everything like that and to sell it to him like it was it was two in one so not only was it like winning the lottery you get to meet like one of your heroes and you know because I have a lot of respect for Post Malone, not only like his music and his him being an artist, but, mm. um, you know, just his love for magic and the game. You know, I, I followed a lot of his stuff 
Um, you know, he was on other YouTubers like Game Nights and stuff like that. And mm. I, I watched a lot of that and seeing how much that he enjoyed it. Like, it, it's to the point where he's got his own magic cards. Like, there's a Post Malone set. It's like four or five different... Five lands and one one card, and it's post Malone. So, you know, it, it's it's like like all your childhood favorite things, you know, and then all wrapped into one. So it was like the game I love, you know, the music that I love, and 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 just it. I I don't know how to describe it. Like, there's no. It's it's like everything happened all at once, and it was everything positive that you can think of. From your childhood, basically. That is amazing. That is amazing. So Post Malone is an extremely famous musician and an actor and figure. But so you had this in your mind that you were going to sell this to him or that you wanted to. How did this mm-hmm. come about that you actually got connected with him? Um. So Carly, like I even mentioned it to Carly and... Uh, I knew he was playing in Toronto around the time of my birthday. And um, I, I must have reminded her like two or three times. And then he did two shows. He did one on the 19th and one on the 20th. And um, I, I had to work both days. So I ended up like not going to the shows and stuff. And I literally, I was at work. I clocked in for about five minutes the, the night of the second show. And Carly calls me. She's like, do you know Post Malone's playing in Toronto? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I told you this like a couple months ago. What's up? She's like, where are you? I'm I'm at work. She's like, you have to leave. Go get the card. We're going to go meet Post Malone. And I'm like, are you serious? She's like, yeah. She's like, it's it's just like a, a quick meeting. Like, we're, we're going to go say hi, take some pictures. And then, you know, we might go watch the concert after. And I'm like, okay, like confirm this, call me back. I'm going to go talk to my manager and I'm just going to say, if I get a phone call, I have to leave. And she's like, okay. So sure enough, five minutes later, I get this phone call. Carly's like, everything's confirmed. Like, let's go. So I go up to my boss and I'm like, I, I have to go. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I-, I have to leave. They're like, yeah, no problem. No problem. I hope everything's okay. I'm like, yeah, everything's okay. Like, I have to go. I made it to the safety deposit box just before the bank closed. I like put everything in my backpack. I went, took a bus downtown Toronto and waited for Carly there. It started raining. So I'm out like, I'm out near the exhibition underneath some like tent waiting for this car to pull up. And, you know, we get in there. I meet, um, she introduces me to Israel, uh, this gentleman who knew Post Malone and um, he kind of like talked to him and arranged everything. And, we get into the concert, we go backstage, we're in the green room and we're kind of just hanging out there. And again, I was told like this, we're just going to take some pictures, like, and then, you know, shake his hand and then, and then go. And she's like, you know, if you see anyone else take pictures, cause at this point I'm still anonymous hmm. and they're like, you know, just try not to let anyone else take pictures. We'll try, you know, so on and so forth. And, and, the premise was again just 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 to meet him because at this point I had already like we were in the process of selling it to someone else like literally we were supposed to like this happened hmm. on a Thursday the Friday I was supposed to sign like a, like get the final contract 
and potentially sign it over to someone else. Hmm. And we go backstage, we meet him, and he, like, just as soon as he seen the card, like, he was so excited for it. Like, he, he was like, oh, my God, like, this is crazy. And, and I'm like, this is perfect. This is, this is, <laughs> like, almost the reaction I expected. And then, you know, he asks us, you know, are, are you currently selling it? What's the current offer? And we told him. And he, he says to me, you know, what's your favorite commander? Which is, like, what's your favorite deck to play with? And I snuck that into the concert with me too. So I pulled that out and I hand it to him. He goes through it and he looks at me and he's like, yes, yes, I'll buy the card. And I'm like, did that just happen? Like, did he, like, did he just, I'm like, yeah, yes. Okay. Yes. Like it's sold. It's yours. It's yours. And so, you know, we, we hung out, we, you know, we did the proper handshake and had a drink for, you know, toasting for it. And, um, we hung out there for a little bit. Then he had to start his concert. And while he's doing that, you know, we're backstage filling out paperwork and contracts and stuff. I'm so excited. You know, I'm like, I just, I just met Post Malone. We hung out, you know, he gave me a drink, like the concerts right there. I'm like, let's go, let's go. They're like, no, no. Like we have to do this first. (laughs) I was just, Mm. you know, I was so like on cloud nine. On cloud nine for sure. I can't imagine. I mean, it had to have been extremely surreal to have all that happen happen very quickly. You posted a video on TikTok, and I I understand that you also have a YouTube channel that you are launching. Maybe it's it could be launched right now, actually, and we will put links to those below. But what exactly happened in this TikTok video that went viral? I mean, millions of views. That was essentially everything that I just described. So, like, it was us meeting Post Malone and then, you know, him looking through my deck and then him saying, yes, I'll buy it. And when he said it at first, like, I didn't understand. Like, it was, it was like, like, everything slowed down, but it wasn't processing. And he's just like, yeah, I'll take it. And I'm like, oh, okay. And at that point, like... Like, I was just so full of emotion. You could see, like, the tears going down my face. And he's excited, and he's just like, let's go. And I, I couldn't even, like, muffle voice, like, words out. And I'm like, let's go. He's like, no, let's go. And I'm like, let's go. And then, like, he just, I, oh, it was crazy. Like, it was just so much energy, and, and but so much emotion. It was just insane. It was, like, it, it was crazy, too, because that was, like, a long journey. Like I said, it, once the thing was in the safety deposit box, like for me, it was a little bit more of a liability. So I'm like, I just, I I can't wait to get this sold and not have to worry about like keeping it safe and secure and everything. And it was like, like I said, like, so that lifted up, you know, I sold the card, every like childhood dream just came true kind of thing. And, and it was just nuts. Absolutely nuts. Like, he even said, you know, come come after the concert and hang out with us. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, my Lord, this is nuts. Did you? So we, so we, we went to the concert. We went back to the green room. We were there for like an hour. And, you know, um, the security guard comes up to us. And he's like, hey, like, he's going to be probably another hour. He still needs to eat dinner and shower and this and that. And we're like, okay, no problem. 
And um, I'm like, you know, I, I have to go. Like, I have to work tomorrow, like this and that. But, like, you know, like, is it rude that we leave? They're like, no, no, it's okay. Like, it's already, like, past midnight. So we go back because that was the Thursday night. Then Friday or Saturday, um, I guess he reached out to Israel or Carly and he's just like, hey, like, where did you guys go? Like, I was looking for you after. And we're like, oh, no, like, Brooke had to work. So we left and he's like, well, I'll be in Philly on Tuesday if you guys want to come. So I ended up, we got tickets on the Sunday. On the Monday, I went to the passport office. I got my passport in like four hours. And then on Tuesday, we went to Philly to go. To go to his other concert and hang out with him again. Wow. It was awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. So you were backstage for that show as well? Oh, yeah. That one was even crazier. So, you know, we hung out before the concert. We went out, watched the concert. And then after, we went back to the green room. And the same kind of thing happened. We waited for like half an hour, almost an hour. And I'm like, okay, like maybe he's going to be like a long time and stuff. And I'm like, maybe we go because like my flight's at nine in the morning back to Ontario. And um, then the security guard comes through again. And he's just like, who are you guys here with? And they're like, oh, we're here with Brooke. He's like, follow me. So we go to another green room. And there he is with the table. And there's a whole bunch of people playing magic cards. And I'm like, perfect. So that I met some some other magic card influencers like Lewis Stardust and her boyfriend Ian. And um, we just stayed up all night playing magic. Like, I didn't play. They had their crazy decks. So I was like, okay, you guys like go ahead. Like they had really strong decks, mm. but yeah, we stayed up till like five in the morning. It was wild. Wow. That is yeah. incredible. That is amazing. Did he, what is he like in real life? Thank you so much for listening. This is a reminder that you can watch this interview on YouTube. We will put a link to it in the show notes. And if you want to support this podcast, YouTube is offering a new membership feature to support your favorite creators and get access to custom perks. I greatly appreciate your support and for listening. But without further ado, let's get back to the interview. He, he is an awesome, genuine person. Like he's, he's very, um, very kind, very, um, I, I want to say patient. Like he, like, mm. I remember like, so, you know, magic cards are pretty expensive. And then, you know, some, some people have really expensive cards. And I remember, um, I remember like someone spilled something and he's just like, Hey man, are you okay? Like, is everything all right? And not like, like he's just so calm you know what i mean and just just a nice person really awesome wow and yeah. did you have any idea what he's going to do with the card was he with a card like that that's worth around two million yeah do you frame it and keep it or what do you do do you actually so, play with so it once, once you get it graded it gets put into like a plastic slab and um Part of the like, part of the reason I was really excited that it went to him is because I know that you know, like in my mind, if it went to some other collector, it's gonna stay in a safety deposit box. No one's gonna see it. It's you know what I mean. It's just gonna be hidden. But with Post Malone, I can see him like bringing it places and people taking pictures with it. And 
you know, I was I was very ecstatic for it because I'm like this this card's gonna live, like this card's gonna see life and and you know you know see other people and people get to like if again if you've seen this card like it's crazy like I'm I'm glad someone is able to share it like Post Malone. So and since then I've had numerous people like reach out to me or I've talked to that have seen it, have taken pictures with it and. You know, I remember going to Vegas and I met a cosplay girl, Talia Voss. Hmm. And, you know, she's in Texas. Post Malone played with them in, after a concert in Texas. And there's a thing called, like, tokens. So a token, like, represents something. So a card might say make a treasure, or make hmm. a treasure token. And so you have a little card that says treasure token and, and that acts as the treasure token. But sometimes you don't have tokens. So... I forget if it was him or Talia needed to make a treasure token. He's like, oh, I have the perfect thing. And he pulls out the one ring. So this $2 million card acts like a token. (laughs) So, again, like he did it like the joke and everything. But at the same time, then everyone at the table got to see it. They took pictures with it. And, you know, it's a story that you can tell. Like, it's pretty wild. And... I've I've heard numerous stories of that. Like I, I'm I went to California, and uh, when we were at Frankenstein's, I met the store owner of Atlas, mm. and he's like, you know, like me and Cassius Marsh, uh, the other gentleman I was talking to about, they played with Post Malone, and sure enough, like he brought the card. They both got to see it and take pictures and stuff, and and that that makes me happy. Like again, like that card is, is just. You know, if if you love Lord of the Rings and if you love magic cards, they did such a terrific job of making that card distinct and beautiful. So like when you when you hold it, like it's it's different. It's absolutely different. So it's still being played with this card. <laughs> yeah, not not in a deck, but they they still kind of like because when you play in in a tournament and you have your deck, you can't really have the big plastic slabs from the PSA mm-hmm. into it, mm-hmm. and you know, but you can use it for other things. Like, so that card itself, there is a card in that set called the One Ring, and you know, like, the, so realistically, you can play that card in a game. Like, it has its own mechanics. It does it has abilities and stuff like that. But with this version, they made it like they wrote it in Elvish. So unless you know Elvish, you don't know what it does. <laughs> and like. They made an extremely beautiful version of it. But there are, like, the non-one-of-one versions and stuff that people, you know, still play with. It ended up being um, a really good card, and and a lot of people are now using it in in tournaments and and everything like that. Wow. That's so amazing. And it is like a dream come true. So this $2 that you were paid... I believe it was right around 2 million. So how did that, are you able to say how that happened? How you were able to get that amount of money from selling this? It was um, with the help of Carly and uh, the notable group. So again, they, they would talk to different people and, you know, some were like, Oh, I'll pay this. And then, Oh, this guy's going to do this. And so it was just seeing who was interested in it and seeing like what people wanted to pay for it. Um, eventually, like we found that one buyer that was going to be for for that 
for two million for that amount. And then again, like we were in the process of of signing it and, and, and selling it to that person, but then we met Post Malone. <laughs> so how does he give you how did you get the two million for selling it? I mean, I assume they didn't just give it to you in a briefcase. Was it no, like a wire? <laughs> it was like a wire, yeah. Okay. Like that was what we had to do. Like before the con, like before, while the concert was working, that's what we were doing: signing the contract, figuring out the wire, and everything like that. It was hilarious because it's like nine o'clock on a Thursday. I'm calling my lawyer. I'm like, "Hey, we need to fix this," and then Carly's working on stuff. So, so yeah, it was wild and. The funny thing too, like, so I went with um, wealth management with RBC to kind of help with this because I knew it was going to have to be like a big amount would have to be like in a special account with wires, everything like that. So my my accountant, Mark, was already set up for everything. And it was funny. Once the wire came through, he's like, I remember him calling me. He's like, you know, I, I was out on a walk and I was like near a park having a coffee and he's like, do you have a second? Like, do you want to sit down? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, is everything okay? He's like, no, I'm just, I'm just calling to tell you that you're officially a millionaire. And like, I remember that, like I sat down on that park bench and I just started crying. I was like, thank you so much. It was insane. And, and again, it was funny because everything was anonymous still at the time, like even who I was selling it to. Hmm. And, uh, my my uh, financial guy's like, hey, can I can I ask you who you sold it to? And I'm thinking, I'm like, you you have the you have all the information, like it's all there. And he's like, I just I just don't know who this person is because his real name isn't Post Malone, it's mm. Austin Post. Mm. So I'm like, oh, like I'm like, Google it, just Google it, Google it and call me back. And he's like, oh my god, are you serious? I'm like, I know, I know, it's not. Absolutely nuts. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. That had to have oh, felt like a whirlwind. Oh, it was it was crazy. Absolutely crazy. So when you saw the $2 million actually in your account, when that hit you, I mean, I don't know if it hit you right away or if it still felt surreal, but, I mean, what was going through your mind when you actually saw that? It was... It was a lot of relief. It was a lot of like, you know, I don't have to struggle so much anymore. Like I don't, you know, if, if I can do, um, do well with this money and not like, not spend it, like figure out a way that I can invest it or make some sort of, um, income off of it. Like I'm set. Like I don't, I don't have to worry about things for the rest of my life, you know? Like, no more financial troubles, anything like that. One of the big things I did before even selling it, like, knowing that I had it and that it's worth at least a million dollars, is I looked into how many people won the lottery and then have nothing. You know mm. what I mean? So, like, how many people, like, squandered it and, and, and you know, like, or, or or not squandered it, but, like, where did the money go? Like, what did they do and, and why did you know, like someone with like $20 million lose it really quickly. And it was just purchases, you know, buying a house, buying cars, buying this. So with working with um, wealth management at RBC, we came up with a way so that I'm investing it. 
I'm not necessarily going to buy a house in this market because like that would be the whole 2 million, if not more. Hmm. But you know, I'm currently renting and if I can continue to, to live in this, like live in this rental unit, um, if I continue to work for the next couple of years, then I can essentially retire early and then I can have that same kind like if I can budget myself to, to like have this simple living, like not do something flashy, like not go buy, you know, a million dollar house or sports car. If I can continue to, to live like a moderate life, then essentially I can retire early. And, and that's kind of like, in my mind, better than, you know, a brand new house or a brand new sports car. Cause again, like I, I, I came from like lower to middle class. So I, I know, you know, I don't need the nicest car. I don't need, you know, to be flashy and flex about it. Like as long as I'm happy and I have enough, like that's okay. Yeah, that makes complete sense. That's incredible. Well, it sounds like it's been extremely, extremely life-changing. And your peers and people around you, are they supportive? How are how are they with this new change? A lot of people are very supportive. Like, it's, it, it's kind of crazy. Like, even the community, like the magic community, even like random Lord of the Rings fans, like it's, it's, it's a lot of positivity. I, I gotta say like, it's, it's amazing. The whole process too, like, you know, even my lawyer, Jessica, like taking a chance and then Carly helping me out and, and all these little like people that like, you know, most people didn't even see the card. Like they just had to take my word for it. And they're like, they just trusted it. And, 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 you know, authentic, good people. Like it's, it's insane how many, how many little like stories I have of like, you know, like Brad from the PSA, like the guy that we talked to, um, he was telling us that he was getting 10 to 14 pictures and emails a day about this card, even before the set came out and saying that, Oh, this is the real card and real card. But once he saw my video of the one with my handshaking, he's like, you know, he showed it. He, he told me he showed it to his wife and to his kids and his daughter was like that, that guy's shaking. Like that guy, like if it's not real, he really thinks it's real. And so they took a chance on me and they, they said, okay, like let's go out to the PSA and, and do that for you. Cause even the PSA, like from, from California, they're saying like everyone and their sisters calling them saying they have this card. Is that right? Oh Yeah. Why? Well, like so some, some were they imposters or people that believed that? Imposters. Like there was a lot of like fake prints out there. Because again, people see like a million dollar bounty. They want they want a piece of that pie, right? And the um, some of the like it wasn't PSA, but Beckett had like um, like some incentives to go to them. And then there was another card grading company in New Zealand saying that you can spend a, uh, three nights in the Shire if you go to their card grading company. So like there was a lot of reasons for people to, to want to like, again, get a piece of that pie, even if it's, you know, fake means. Right. So, but yeah, it wow. was just insane. And how did that feel to you to, to know that there are all these imposters and, but you are the person that, actually found it the golden oh, it ticket was, it 
it was funny. Like, you know, it was like I, I was living like this little solidarity life where I'm watching it through a screen and I'm seeing these TikToks. It's like, oh, this, this, um, it even felt like Willy Wonka because there was that fake ticket. And there was a fake ticket, in, like a fake card in Brazil. And so almost just like the storybook, there was a guy, he's like, oh, this store found it and this. I'm laughing. I'm like, oh, do you think so? Go ahead. Go ahead, post it on social media and everything. <laughs> and then sure enough, a day or two later, oh, it was a fake blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, because I have it. In fact, the first day, before I even met like Jessica, my lawyer, and she gave me like some good you know advice, I was so excited. I, I knew I, I couldn't tell everybody. And I was so excited. I went back to another card store and I bought some more cards, but I didn't buy Lord of the Rings. And this guy knows that I usually go in and buy the new set. And he's just like, um, oh, you didn't get any Lord of the Rings today? I'm like, no, no, it's okay. And then, you know, I got a box of something else. And he's like, that's weird. Like, why didn't you want it? And I'm like, because I found the ring. And I ran out of the door. <laughs> I didn't go back until everything was announced. And I remember at once, like, it was announced in the papers and stuff. I went back to that store and he seen me. And he's like, you weren't lying. You're the guy. <laughs> I'm like, I know, I know. Oh, yeah. So I, I had a bit of fun with it, too. So, And I know that initially, at least, you wanted to be anonymous. Once this was announced, it was really announced. It was out there for the media worldwide. All kinds of people and media were talking about it, including the BBC, Washington, Washington Post, Forbes. The list goes on and on. So how did this feel to receive this worldwide media attention all of the sudden it was it was surreal like it was insane because again i was still working so i'd have like three or four um maybe even more at some times like interviews like on the radio like email and this and that like in the morning so i'd go see carly we'd drive around to different places then i'd go back to work that continued for like two weeks. Like I remember the BBC lady too. I'm like, oh yes, like Britain, like this is crazy. And even um, I forget if it was Singapore or Korea. There was there was someone that reached out to us, and we had to do it like first thing in the morning. But it was like midnight for them. Like it was just mm. it was wild, absolutely wild. It was amazing. And mm. the crazy thing too is like while I was still anonymous. So like, while while it was like, um, it sold in July, but wasn't announced until August. So there was like a two week window where people knew that it sold, but we didn't really announce anything. And, um, so they were like, okay, like, can you tell us a bit about yourself? And I, I told them, you know, I'm a retail worker, 30, uh, 36 years old, I, I work cash and I drive a forklift. So, hmm. you know, very. I thought it was, you know, very vague enough that no one would really know. And then, you know, I start going to work and it start with one person and then a couple people. And it's like, did you just make millions of dollars in a card game? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it got to the point where... I got called into the HR office and like my HR lady closed the door. She's just like, so is there something you want to tell me? Like something going on? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, 
the news says a 36-year-old uh, man from Toronto who drives a forklift and works cash sold a card for $2 million. And it was funny because I had just turned 37. So I'm like, I'm 37. Like, I'm, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> and, so, it, and they all knew that you played that, that you collected oh, yeah. those cards? Like, my first tattoo is a Magic the Gathering tattoo. So, like, mm. I'm, I'm really into it, yeah. And so it, w- it was crazy. So, like, I had to keep it secret for a little while, right, until everything was was announced through. Because there's another side, you know, for for celebrities and stuff that they want to make sure everything's okay bef- before you release a video and this. And so, you know, I'm excited. I want to tell everyone in the world. So, like, these news people, like, you know, but at the same time, I couldn't tell anybody else because I knew full well that just like my previous experience, as soon as I tell one person, three pe- three other people are going to know. So it was like, it was a roller coaster for like a solid, solid two weeks after that. Like, just like everyone's coming up and like, oh, you-? I'm like, no, no, I don't know. What no, it wasn't me. Once it happened, like once it was announced, it was, again, just so much positivity. Like the same HR lady pulled me into that same office and, you know, gave me a big hug and started crying and we started crying. Like it was just, it, it was surreal. Like it, it's insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's incredible. You mentioned that you needed to get approval before the word got out that you were officially the person who had the card that sold the card. Who did you need approval from? Approval. Like it was like, it was like, more of like a polite gesture like from between me and like my team and postmone and his team like hey do you want to announce it or do you want me to do it or do you want us both to do it like what do, what do you want to do so it was like oh hey like let's make a little video or because we had recordings and stuff so it was like hey did you like this it's like oh why don't we do this and so it wasn't like like to have um uh, like authentication to do it. It was just like a mutual agreement. Like, how do we do this? You know, like, and so we, we did it in a way that we both enjoyed. Right. So, yeah. Hmm. And where can people find these videos on TikToks? We will put links to them below and in the description yeah. of this podcast, but where can people find that? And you're also on YouTube, I understand. Yeah. So, um, my TikTok is Brooke Trafton, B R O O K. T-R-A-F-T-O-N on TikTok. And um, it's it's funny, for my YouTube channel, we just released it a couple weeks ago. Um, we were debating on what to call it because, like, you know, do we just put Brooke Trafton or in the realm of something like that? And I'm like, I've, I found that when I go out to public places and people recognize me, they don't remember my name, which is which is totally fine. But it's always, hey, are you the guy? And I'm like... <laughs> what do you mean? Are you the guy that found the ring? And I'm like, yeah, I'm the guy. So the name of the YouTube channel is The One Ring Guy. <laughs> I thought it was fitting. I love that. Well, we <laughs> we will, again, we will definitely put a link to that in the description of this podcast yeah. and in, in the show notes. That Thank you. Is, that is so exciting. So if you could time travel back to shortly before taking the card out and seeing that you were holding the card, what would you tell yourself knowing what you know now? What would I tell myself? Yeah. 
I don't think I'd tell myself anything, to be honest. I would, if I could go back and, and to that moment, I would probably just sit and, and watch the whole thing play out again. Like, it, it, so many, so many things, like I said, along the way just, just happened. And, and it was almost like, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like so many things went right in the right direction that it was like, it, it was uncanny. Like for me to, first of all, call in sick to go pick up an extra box to meeting Jessica, to meeting Carly, to meeting Israel, to meeting post Malone. And then even after that. So like, you know, when we um, went to Philly and I met with um, the other people in, in the back playing with post Malone, I met Lua and I, I met, her uh, uh, boyfriend, Ian. And then, you know, we ended up going to a Magic Card convention in Vegas. And then I met with, the, I saw them again. And, uh, you know, now we, you know, talk on the internet and stuff. And they're really cool people. And then, you know, I, I meet other influencers and stuff there. Some people that are I, I was watching for, for years on YouTube, you know, like um, game nights, like Josh Lee Kwai and, and, and their whole team. Like they reached out to me for Vegas and they're like, Hey, like we're having a, a game there. Like, and each person has like a trophy and we like Josh Lee Kwai's like, Hey, I want you to carry my trophy out and, and take me to the table to play the game. And it's all like live and on YouTube and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I get to meet you guys and carry your trophy done, done. Like this is, it's like you said, so many crazy things have happened not only just with me, you know, pulling the card and in, 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 in a sense like winning the lottery by selling it, but just the experiences and and the the little moments I get along the way. Like again, meeting all these people from from magic influencers to post Malone. Uh Cassius Marsh reached out to me. I ended up going to California and I stayed a couple nights with him and you know we toured his shop. We won, hung out. Like we had, like, it was just nuts. And then, you know, going to Vegas and then meeting other people there while I was in Vegas, Elijah Wood. So hmm. the guy who played Frodo, he's, he's like a DJ as a, like a, on the side. And he was hosting a DJ event for magic con at the Las Vegas convention center. So, you know, that day was crazy. I was in a tournament um, that was the day I ended up going to meet Talia Voss and I was like busy all day. This thing was at like nine o'clock. Um, I didn't get back to the hotel until about seven. My phone was dead. I go back, charge my phone. I'm like, all right, I got to go eat, have a nap. If I can shower and go back to this convention. Cause I, I really want to go watch Elijah Wood. Hmm. So I went up to my, my room, I, I uh, plug in my phone to charge. I go back downstairs I go out the the lobby to go like somewhere else to find food, and standing there waiting for a cab is Elijah Wood. You're kidding Elijah. me! And I'm like, I, I, I'm, I'm speechless. I don't like, I'm like fumbling my words. I'm like, I, I don't know how to say this. Like, like I, I'm, I'm, I need to like say hello. Like, it's a pleasure to meet you. This and that. And um, it was funny because meeting with Game Nights, they made me a shirt. It was a solid black shirt. And it has one of one, like 001 slash 001, just like the card does. And I was wearing that shirt. So I said to Elijah, I'm like, I don't I don't know if you know about it, but like the, the one of one ring from Magic Cards, he's like, yeah, I, I, I know that. And I'm like, 
I, I'm the guy that found it. Like, I'm wearing the shirt. He's like, no way. He's like, are you? And then um, his other friend, the other DJ, they're talking about it. And it was just, it was surreal. And I didn't even have my camera. Like, <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. So I'm like, okay, I, I know you're going to set up for your concert. I'll let you guys go. I'll, I'll see you there. And um, I ended up coming like a little bit later. Like I didn't get there right as soon as like they started, but I guess I missed, like he gave me a shout out. He's like, oh, I met Brooke Trafton. He was the guy that found the ring. He's really nice. He's going to be here tonight. Like, go say hi to him. He's really cool. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, what is going on? It's just insane. So wow. again, if I could go back, I would just want to watch it all over again. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it sounds like a movie that just keeps playing out and are you are you treated like a sort of if you go to a place where people actually know this game and they're familiar with your story i mean are you treated like uh, it's, does it feel like a celebrity a quasi celebrity sort of or? sometimes yes like it's 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 quasi celebrity like i made the reference i've never really seen the show but i'm assuming this is how it is it's almost like like hannah montana and miley cyrus like, when I'm at work and doing my normal things, like, I go to the grocery store, I go get my coffee, nothing. Like, it's just, you know, typical day, just normal life. And then every once in a while, like, if, if I go, like, for MagicCon, like, I'd be playing tournaments. And, no, like, some people wouldn't notice. And then one person would come up and be like, hey, are you, are you the guy that, you know, again, the one ring guy, are you the guy? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, can I take pictures? Yeah, no problem. And then, like... Other people will be like, oh, that's it. And then, you know, come up and it, it, it's so weird. It's like two different planes. Like, it's it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And I when I went to California, mm-hmm. the first time I went to um, Frankenstein's, it's a big collectible. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's almost like a convention, but it's a big store. It's like a flea market, but all collectible kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And... Um, there was someone who was on Cassius Marsh's live saying, if I was going to Frankenstein's, he's going to skip school and bring his card so I could sign it. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, man, like I'd sign your card for sure. You don't have to skip school, but like, sure. And as soon as we walked in there, he was waiting there at, at the front at Cassius's booth. And as soon as I got there, he's like, Oh man, like, can we take pictures? Can you sign my card? And I'm like, I'm like, I'm signing people's cards. Like, this is crazy. And and it wasn't like, you know, it's a simple card. Like, this card that I signed was worth $100. And I'm like, like I don't know. Like, it, it just blew my mind. Blew my mind. Wow. That's, that's amazing. What do you think of the notion that anything is possible after experiencing all of this? I, I believe it 100%. 100%. Anything is definitely possible. You know, even like my friends now, like they're like, oh, you know, it's it'd be a miracle if this happened. I'm like, look what happened to me. Like, just whatever, whatever you think, like, just just go for it. Try it out. Who knows? Who knows? Like, obviously, don't like hinder yourself about things. But, you know, like, take a chance, like do do stuff that, you know, that that seems impossible. Because not everything's impossible. What is the biggest takeaway that you would say from all of this? Honestly, like, 
just keep dreaming, you know, like you never know when it, when it's going to just happen. I, I, I've watched a few of your, your videos and um, some of the people were talking about, um, oh, what's the word? When you like think of something in your head and you manifestation, like like you manifested, like, I'm not saying that that's what I did. Maybe I did it indirectly, but I still like, I took the chance, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I had the opportunity to do something and, you know, I went for it. And then same thing with the, the post Malone thing. We had the opportunity and you went for it. It's like sometimes, you know, you could be saying, Oh, you know, I wish this would happen. I wish this would happen. And sometimes the universe hears you and you throw something out there. But if you're not willing to like go out and reach for it, you're not going to catch it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So there's, there's times where, you know, if I didn't go to that store, I wouldn't have had it. If I didn't um, call up Jessica, I wouldn't have met Carly. I wouldn't have met Post Malone in the long run. You know what I mean? And sometimes, like, I guess it's like a holistic kind of thing. Like the universe, like, throws stuff at you, but you just got to be ready to catch it. So, like, anything's possible. Absolutely. And and even though you imagined this or had these goals of selling it to Post Malone, you wanted that to happen. You actually took the action and the initiative to to pursue that, which mm-hmm. is important because a lot of people just they imagine doing something and then they don't take the steps, but taking the steps is important as well. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, like even for yourself, like I'll put it in this perspective, you can't win the lottery. If you can't, if you don't buy a ticket. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's cliche. Yeah. The old cliche saying, which is really, really true. You can't win if you don't play, but yeah, do yeah. play responsibly if you do play, of course, but you do have a, okay. you know, anything is possible and you do have a chance and it can come in so many different forms, your life being turned on its head and just changing in a, in a heartbeat, which seems like is what happened to you. It's incredible. Brooke, is there anything that you wanted to say today that I don't know enough to ask or that you just wanted to say? Um, not that I can think of. I, I appreciate you having me on here, Tim. It's been a pleasure. Uh, thanks again for plugging my YouTube channel and my TikTok. Um, most of the, the stuff that I want to do going forward, like essentially my YouTube channel is just the experiences that I have, you know? So for that, that concept of me, you know, doing all these random adventures, like that was the, the first couple of videos are from Las Vegas and California where I have these instances, like where I go meet Cassius Marsh or I go to uh, Frankenstein's and have that, that first moment of like people wanting to me to sign their cards or you know, noticing me from uh, the internet and stuff like that, that Hannah Montana kind of thing. So it's like, it's really cool to not only like, tell the story but like all the stuff that happens after too wow. you know and especially like for for your, you know I, I like your story too because you know oh. I, I read that you, you took that and you you followed your dream you went to school you became broadcasting and now you're a successful YouTube channel so like I like, he, like when when I heard um, when Carly and them told me about you reaching out to me I kind of like 
did the research. I'm like, that is such an interesting story too. Like you, you kind of pursued your own dreams and you followed your own. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, it's always been my dream to be doing this to uh, not necessarily on YouTube, but you know, broadcast news and interviewing people that are interesting and inspiring like yourself. I mean, it's incredible. And you're proof that, I mean, it does happen to, Real people, like these types of things. <laughs> it's exactly. It's amazing. Exactly. And so just yeah. to remind people that are watching or listening today, again, where can people find you on TikTok and on YouTube? On TikTok, it's Brooke Trafton, B-R-O-O-K-T-R-A-F-T-O-N on TikTok. And on YouTube, again, clever, we went with the one ring guy. So <laughs> it's a little bit easier to remember than Brooke Trafton. <laughs> Absolutely. And we will put links to those below. But Brooke, thank you so much for your time today. Your story is very inspiring. It's incredible. I'm so happy for you. Congratulations again. And I'm just so happy for you. It feels like I'm just watching, just listening to you and watching you. It's like you're in a movie. And I, I love <laughs> it so much. I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. Thank you so much, Tim. So that was my interview with Brooke Trafton. Thank you so much for listening. Now, what did you think of this interview? Let me know your thoughts by commenting under the video on YouTube for this interview. We will put a link to it along with all the important links in the show notes and description of this interview. Remember, anything and everything is possible. I greatly appreciate your support and for listening today. There are new interviews coming soon. Thank you for your support.